Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Many years ago, a friend asked me to go with her to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous at St. Mary of the Harbor in Provincetown. I went happily, gratefully, hoping against hope that she was ready to raise her white flag and surrender for help for her toxic relationship to food. I love AA, but there were other things I would have thought to do on a beautiful summer's afternoon on the Cape. I went for her. I can't tell you the topic of the meeting or anything about the speaker. What I remember was the moment I glanced over at the young woman beside me just as she shifted in her seat, revealing a tattoo on her inner arm. No graphic, just text. It said, acceptance is the answer. If acceptance is the answer, what is the question? The question is, what does it mean to live life on life's terms? In the big book of AA, it says, unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. No surprise, I was exactly where I was supposed to be, receiving exactly the message I needed and still need. This morning, I invite you to join me in reflecting on the meaning of living life on life's terms. Nothing can be changed until we accept things in this very moment exactly as it is. Even as Zorba the Greek famously said, when it's the full catastrophe. Accepting the full catastrophe means we have arrived fully in the present moment. And then, only then, can we begin to discern what can and cannot be changed, starting with ourselves. Last month in Puerto Rico, as Kem and I pulled into the long driveway to the friend's house where we'd be staying, a small black dog hobbled out from behind the abandoned building next door, its right back foot terribly wounded. Our host told us that he'd just arrived in the neighborhood, another of the island's satos, or strays, and that this was par for the course. Another day, another street dog, one among countless dogs, cats, chickens, and horses living in unimaginable suffering. They didn't say so, but it was clear from our normally compassionate companions that there would be no peace if we didn't harden our hearts in a hurry. I wondered if we should change vacation plans. 
We had the luxury of choosing to fly away from this misery. Perhaps we should just enjoy a quick visit and hightail it back to the States, where there are veterinarians and x-ray machines and medications and hospitals devoted to animals, to say nothing of the ASPCA. Suddenly, even Florida was looking really good. <laughs> but having seen the suffering, could we unsee it? Here's more from the big book. And acceptance is the answer to all of my problems today. When I am disturbed is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is at this moment. We decided to stay, not to take on an old, old problem in countries that are poor, but to make the choice that would yield as little regret as possible. We decided to stay, not to try to save every stray, but to let this one wounded dog into our hearts, to do our best to alleviate his suffering, and so obey the commandment to love our neighbor. This is my favorite kind of acceptance. I accept that this situation is unacceptable. <laughs> this is life on life's terms. The ride is a roller coaster, and if we hang on, it just might be amazing. We named the little Sato Calle, Spanish for street, and we began to leave him food. Gradually, he began to peek out when he heard us coming. Hot dogs were the deal breaker. After a few days, he came to come, and she fed him by hand. My favorite moment was the first time he didn't lope away after he ate. He lay down very close to us in the grassy shade of an abandoned building, and we just sat together peacefully. Our neighbor, Anna Melian, was also feeding him, and more people have offered to help. If they can just get him to walk into a crate, he can be flown here for an operation on his foot and adoption. It's a big if in the life of an animal that until recently knew only the ravages of the streets. We can't force this outcome, and no one is served by dwelling in the future or the past. There is only the present. No matter what happens, the only way to really thrive is to practice acceptance. Stay tuned. Therapist and addictions counselor Jim LaPierre writes that living on life's terms means understanding that it is what it is. Knowing this is easy. Accepting it means focusing on what we can do instead of what we can't. It means getting very clear about what we can and cannot control, change, cure. It means turning away from blame or resentment or pity, including self-pity, surrendering to what is, and giving our energy to make a difference where we can. Jan Zimmerman, writing for the Recovery Center in Orange County, California, says, that we get into trouble when we are not taking life's life on life's terms, but instead trying to impose our will on it, making life take us on our terms. 
when we wish desperately to change things that are beyond our ability to change, we're setting ourselves up for unhappiness. Reality is not going anywhere, and it's bigger than we are. She goes so, to f so far as to say when we avoid reality, we attempt to subvert the lesson that life is constantly offering us. But the lesson, those lessons are never avoided. Rather, we've only delayed the inevitable and shown that we need a stronger lesson in order to deal with it. Dave C., an anonymous AA member from Chicago, tells this story. I had been living in hotels and sometimes my car for 10 years. Then the miracle happened and I stopped drinking. When I was sober six months, I rented an apartment and I even had a home phone in my name. My 12-year-old daughter came to live with me. She blossomed. I was on top of the world. The phone rang one evening and an advocate for people seeking birth parents introduced herself. It seemed an adult child was seeking her birth father. I answered a few questions regarding a relationship I'd had a long time ago and was asked to take a DNA test to establish paternity. I told the advocate I'd call back the next day. I asked my AA sponsee if I should take the test. What if they want years of child support, I asked. You take the test because we are living an honest and responsible life now, he told me. If they want back child support, you owe it. You pay it. Life on life's terms. The test confirmed that I was the birth father of a 19-year-old girl a freshman in college. Emails and phone calls ensued, and then we met, and the connection was instant. She told me, you're different from how mom said you were. Her mother had a deep and well-deserved resentment toward me. The next five years were wonderful times. I saw my older daughter get her heart broken, struggle with school, fall in love, graduate, and make plans for her future. She married a wonderful young man at a wedding at which I wasn't welcome, as it would be uncomfortable for her mother and father. Again, my sponsee reminded me that this wedding was not about me, but about my daughter, her parents, and her new husband. I needed to step back and let them enjoy the day, life on life's terms. A six-week honeymoon and back to a great life together, law school, new jobs, and dreams. And then one night after a barbecue with friends, they were driving home and were hit by a drunk driver. They both died instantly. The people of AA wrapped their arms around me and walked me through this tragedy. The driver pleaded guilty and was sentenced to prison. I never drank over it, but for the next five years, I was filled with a frightening rage. Finally, I spoke with another AA me member about forgiveness, and I began to understand how I can carry my message of love and loss and survival 
to those still suffering with addiction. At 10 years sober, I was asked to meet with the driver. I chose to do this because I had been forgiven of so much, and I needed to listen to this young man. He was out of jail by then. I met him in a public place. He talked. I listened. And I felt something I have never felt before. I felt freedom. Freedom from anger and from guilt for not being a dad for my daughter's whole childhood and from the harm I had caused her mother. Freedom. Acceptance is the answer. And today, I have a relationship with her mother. We talk on our daughter's birthday. And I am friendly with my daughter's father. This is life on life's terms. This is autobiography in five chapters by Portia Nelson. One, I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am hopeless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Two, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Three, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Four, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Five, I walk down another street. Beloved spiritual companions, reality is not going anywhere. Life on life's terms means giving up the illusion that the past can be different or that anything can be different right now from exactly how it is right now. Life on life's terms means getting very clear about what we can and cannot control, change, or cure. Only when we stop denying that reality is as it is, only when we stop feeling helpless and hopeless, only when we open our eyes, seeing ourselves not as victims, but as survivors, only then, will we walk down another street. Freedom. Acceptance is the answer. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email 
at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.